1: Buckeye Talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to your Thursday Buckeye Talk from Cleveland.com. It's Doug It's an interview today that I really was interested to do because it's what it's like in the Transfer Portal with a person currently in the Transfer Portal. It's Lloyd McFarquhar, who walked on at Ohio State, uh, has been there for four years, put out on Twitter, um, this offseason, that he's in the transfer portal has gotten some contacts from some outside teams. He's played defensive back and special teams for the Buckeyes. He's a Northeast Ohio guy, and I wanted to talk about a guy to a guy in the portal about what it's like to be in the portal. So, I interviewed story for uh, interviewed Lloyd for a story, Michigan Week. Because he, on the Sunday night when the band comes in at practice and the Ohio State players grab instruments and they have a lot of fun with that, he was one of the people who got up on the ladder and directed the band. And I thought, wow, what a cool thing for a walk-on kid from Northeast Ohio to get to do. It's kind of his personality. is a really outgoing, kind of high-energy guy. And then when I saw he was in the portal, I thought, you know, I like talking to him before. I think you guys would like hearing from him. So this is about a half-hour podcast A little bit of his background, how he got to Ohio State, and then like now what do you do when you're in the portal? What it's like, how do the schools contact you? What's your relationship with your current team while you're in the portal? All that kind of stuff. A little bit from Lloyd about, hey, you know, the receivers he's covered in practice while working with the scout team, that kind of thing. So we're going in the portal with Lloyd McFarquhar, and we jump right in to this podcast. He's sort of explaining the decision to consider transferring what that was like for him and how he's balancing it with his love and loyalty to ohio state lloyd mcfarquhar on buckeye talk
0: born and raised in cleveland you always wanted to be a buckeye so right now what i'm doing is i actually talk to the coaches and coach Day, day allow me to be able to still train with them every day so i'm basically still a part of the team even though and he still let me, like, look around, look for my different options in the portal, while also getting my degree this semester. So right now I'm basically still with the Buckeyes with them and if push comes up, see what happens, see what schools are talking about, see what they're talking about because I might want to get to the master's program here. So he just allowed me to take that chance to see what's the best option for me.
1: So you have the freedom to explore, but mm-hmm. – also, there remains the possibility of continuing at Ohio State.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Continuing my fifth year, um, going to go to get my master's here, and then stuff like that, just taking another year here, see what how it goes. They say he like, he gave me the opportunity to do so because, you know, as a walk-on, it's not really no rules yep. to that. So he said it's pretty, fine, perfectly fine with me because I bring, I bring a lot of energy to the team. I'm just a very helpful guy, so I just try to do what I can.
1: Okay. All right, Lloyd, so people – let's let's make sure people have the background on you mm-hmm. as a guy who has been in the program for four years from Northeast Ohio. Uh, Where did right. you, you go to high school, and how did you make the initial decision that you were going to come to Ohio State?
0: Uh, well, I went to Charles F. Brush High School. It was down um, around the South Luca area, and the craziest part was I got a call from Aaron Hodges. I don't know how he got my number. But he called me when I was in high school, my senior year of course, when I was on a visit to another school, actually. And the, the number called me, and I didn't answer because I was talking to the coaches on their visit. And then my mom was like, didn't the number call you? I was like, yeah, I am don't know, wait back." She said, you might as well just call it back. I was like, I don't, know, I don't know what number it was. She just called back just to see. So I called it back, and it was him. And he gave me the preferred walk-on offer, And, I was, and of course, I was happy just to hear that. I, know, I thought somebody was pranking me because you go from <laughs> – because, like, I didn't have any other D1 offers at that moment in time when he called. So, like, it just went from, oh, yeah, I'm at, I'm at this other college, and I know where I get a call from Ohio State. So, Dan, doing that, I just basically just went through talk to my mom and stuff like that. We just see what I was doing. Talked to some other schools. And, really, I just committed literally to go to Ohio State probably, like, a week after he gave me that preferred walk-on just because not many opportunities come like that out of nowhere. So, I just looked at it as god bless and I was like, I might as well just see where it goes. And even if it's not just for football, Ohio State is Ohio State. Yeah. There's a whole lot of other opportunities you can make there, people you can meet like like you, like yourself.
1: What 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 school were you visiting when Aaron Hodges called you? Where were you? I was at
0: um a division two program called Gannon, Gannon University. Okay. Really nice, really nice place
1: as well. Okay. How, did you ever talk? So Aaron Hodges was part of the re- recruiting. Uh, operation mm-hmm. with Mark Pantone at that time. Then eventually left Ohio State, went on to Purdue, is out in the yeah. world now doing his thing. Did you ever ask, Aaron how did he find you, man? How did he decide, I'm going to call Lloyd
0: Farquhar for mind. this? I think he found me because he looked. I forgot what the website was called. It was like Ohio something where like kids like in high school just – it was Ohio website. I forgot. Okay. It was green. I don't remember. And he said he put your highlight tape up there. He you put your GPS up it. I think he said he looked up players over a 3.0 – and then he just looked in positions that they needed, like, more people in. And then he said he came across my tape, and he called me. I don't know how he got my number, but he said he called me. So that's, that's the only – I don't know. Probably mostly because I was a really smart kid, and he'd say, I like, this pretty good film. But the only thing was I was extremely undersized. I was okay. 140 pounds in high school my senior year. So he, they offered me a preferred walk-on. I, ever since here, ever since then, I just – as you can see where I'm at now, about to graduate with my um,
1: degree. What's your degree going to be in, Lloyd?
0: Um. This um. This one's about to be a communications.
1: Okay. And then you're thinking about a master's program possibly.
0: Yeah. I'll thinking about a ma- maybe the master's program here and, and sports coaching.
1: Okay. Wow. In sports coaching. Wow. That'd be great. So I-, I always wanted to ask this, Lloyd. When you are a walk-on at Ohio State mm-hmm. or a place like Ohio State, grades, are those non-negotiable that you said when they were looking for you, you put your GPA and your film in? It always right. feels like to me... If they're gonna invite someone as a preferred walk-on, mm-hmm. they need to know that you're gonna handle business in the classroom. What's that like? Is there? Is that true? That all the walk-ons? I mean, man, a lot of guys on the team are smart, but all mm-hmm. you walk-ons are especially smart, aren't you?
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But um, they really didn't put as much emphasis on like y'all here to bring the t- team GPA up. They just once we got there, they treated us like, oh, okay, that's another house A player. Okay. They didn't look at us as. Like, the coaches never looked at us as walk-ons. Like, a, even the, um our advising staff and our academic staff, they did, either way, we didn't really have a problem because, of course, as a walk-on, we have a very high GPA. you just used to it. Yep. So they never had a problem with us. But they never put enough more pressure on us saying, oh, you need to bring the team up. Because, to be honest, a lot of people on our team who are on scholarship are already probably doing way better than half of us. But okay. So they didn't really put as much emphasis on us, but – they really didn't have to because we already came in with that mindset. Like, we already have – we've been – this is like – what's it called? This is like
1: uh, just the usual thing to us to do. So it wasn't that hard of a transition. You're used to getting good grades and working hard in school and being smart. So you just did the same thing in college that you did in high yeah. school.
0: Yeah. A lot of people – a lot of times people have bumps in, like bumps in a row. Like, there's classes that are just harder than they used to be. But even if it was harder, they're, all, they're always there to help you. So they didn't let you – they didn't like knock you down and say, "Oh, you need to get this crate up for the okay. team." So like, they know that we're people, so they look at us like, "Oh, oh you having a hard time? Then come, come get help with us. And we can help you. We got the, we have all the resources for it." So it's not you're not doing it by yourself. You don't have to feel like there's a lot of pressure on you to help us out.
1: Okay, okay. So you have this. How would you describe the four years that you've spent at Ohio State? You're playing defensive back, right? You're playing some special teams. You're. In practice, I would imagine covering – I mean, you're covering some of the very best receivers in the country. What What's this right. experience been like for you? I think it really helped me grow as a player because in
0: high school, like I said, I was 140 pounds and I was only – I was five five eight, probably five, eight, 140 pounds, and I wasn't – my senior year, we didn't really do good until my senior year. So when you come in, you know some stuff, but you don't really know a lot of stuff. But when I came in and having, having the benefits – the benefits I would say of having a new DB coach every single year was that you learn and pick up a whole bunch of different things that you build up yourself. Like right now, I think I'm ten times better than I ever would have been if I started my career off anywhere else. Just learning from people like Coach Combs, yep. Coach Halfley, now Coach Walton. He, I'm going to learn a lot from him. This is like this is a lot. It's, it just helps you out be Also, not only a better person, but definitely brought my game way better than I have to be, and gave me the confidence to know that. Anywhere I go that I can,
1: I'll be straight guarding the people that I guard. Yep. Who who were uh, who were your favorite guys to cover in practice, or who oh. who drove you crazy?
0: Uh, uh probably the most my favorite person to ever guard. Was probably my freshman year, and that was Terry McLaurin because he. When I was on the scout team. He just made he it. It seem like it was like a job. It made he made it real fun at first. At, at first, when you knew and you to walk on, and you at the, especially when you're a walk on, you got the scout team. You trying to prove yourself like way more than any other freshman would be. Yep. And so you got all this extra stress in yourself, but you, you don't really – you start to lose how fun actual football is. You start to realize that – you look at it more as a job, more than something you started doing because you liked it and you had fun doing it. But when I started going against Terry, even if I did make plays on him, he made plays on me. He didn't treat me like, oh, he's just a freshman. Like, he treated me like worthy competition and we had fun. We get played and we just played around and stuff all the time. And it going against him all the time. I always came in with a whole lot of energy, yelling, like, oh yeah, I want Terry today. Like <laughs> sometimes they're trying to say, oh, do this, do that. But um, me and Terry always made the agreement that we're going against each other every single day on Scout period. And it, he just made it fun. Even if we won, which he won, of course, Terry McCoy. He won a lot. Even when I won some, we always celebrating. We have fun doing it. So that was, yeah, Terry's probably the best
1: person, my favorite person to cover since I've been here. That's crazy. Lloyd, it's like you're. So sometimes you're watching the NFL on Sundays. It's like, man, that thousand-yard receiver of the NFL, man, I locked up that guy sometimes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it really helps. It really helps boost the confidence in my playing. Like, it makes me feel like I can really do it. If these, this see what he's doing against the very best. See if I can do that as a freshman compared to who I am now. It really helps me out. Really helps, helps me mentally.
1: Like, yeah, I can really do this. Okay, all right. So you said you were like about five eight one forty when you were coming yeah. out. Of, what What are you now? Five ten one eighty five. Okay, our five, eight, 140. Lloyd, man, you've got to be one of the smallest walk-ons in Ohio State history. Oh, I I, I was the second smallest. <laughs> but that, when I got to
0: Ohio State, I, this is two things I learned. I learned that a water bottle is one pound, and two bananas is one pound. So when we did our first weigh in, I saw like I saw other freshmen drinking waters. So I was like, "What are y'all doing?" They said a water bottle is one pound. So I gained at least about. Eight pounds right before our first weigh in. I was one fifty. So my first weigh in was one fifty ever. Ever since then has been going up. But when I was the second smallest. There was one other player that was probably he wasn't he was the same weight as me, but he was shorter than me. He was probably like five six. And I was I'm a specialist. So it didn't it didn't really help my case that I was a uh, coming in as a Ohio State football player to be five eight, one and forty three pounds. What? I thought it'd be better as one fifty, but See it, they, they, as you can see, as you see as the growth coach,
1: Mick, definitely got me right. Yeah, man, Lloyd, there. What was there? Must have been something special about you, man. There's something about your film, or something about the kind of person you are that that is that is quite an accomplishment. Because there's a lot of people walking around in life who are 142 mm-hmm. pounds, man. I mean, what what do you think was it about you that that caught their eye, and then what was it about you that allowed you to not just show up? At Ohio State, but then be part of the program like this for four years and be mm-hmm. working with some of the best receivers in the country. What I mean, you know, no, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, Lloyd. Mm-hmm. You, you had some when you're 140 coming out of high school. You've got some stuff to overcome. What was it about you that you were able to do it?
0: Ah, uh, honestly, I think it's just the positive energy that I bring in high school. I don't know what I don't, really don't know what he saw. I can see like my film wasn't bad. But when you see, I didn't lie. But I think I probably put one fifty. You know, as a high school, you oh, go right. over exaggerated. I probably, I think I put like one fifty. But I think, I think what he saw was a he's playing, he's going hard, and I was also hitting, and I was a ball hog probably, and I played multiple positions. I didn't play this. like I was basically like an athlete, but I didn't really get to play a lot of slots. So I'm gonna yep. say I played everything from linebacker to free safety and corner. So that's probably what really caught his eye. But since I've been here. A lot of the coaches just say I bring a lot of great energy and I bring a lot of great competition and I, they 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 were they believe I was way better than I thought I was. Like the comp, sometimes I was less confident because when you go against the best and you get the when you go against the best you my size and you don't really you didn't really receive the training. Some of these highly talented guys were you kind of fall behind already. So when I started going against some players like, like when Chris Salave or even when Garrett came in, them guys started beating me. I just started to me feel like a little down, but the coaches always let me know how confident I was, and they love the Lloyd that brings a lot of energy and just try to bring up more people. That's the main thing I do is try to, like, if it's if I feel like it's too quiet, that's not good enough for me. So if we in practice, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to yell. I probably won't be saying nothing, nothing that's important, but it's going to give everybody else's energy up. Yeah. Like, if I'm in a squad, just like now when we're in our groups, and like, I don't want to be a burden, just be the guy who's, oh, he's in a portal, he's kind of part of the team. But so I make sure every workout, we in our little squads. I make sure I just talk crap to the other squads to make them feel like, hey, Lloyd is coming in, Lloyd is trying to compete, Lloyd is being serious, trying to bring the energy up. And, you know, as a man, you see somebody doing that, you go go bring it back up. So that's what
1: they say they love about me, just my, my energy giver, stuff like that. How did you get along with Coach Combs, who we know has been, is an energy, energy giver and as a fiery guy like that? Did you find it all that you and Kerry Combs had a – a little bit of a similar personality. Did you guys think, ever clash because you both had energy?
0: Oh no, I think Coach Combs is probably the best thing for me because he was the one that really got it out of me. Because like he he was the main person I built up my confidence. Like to this day, I still talk to him. I keep him updated on my recruiting and all that stuff. Like he was probably one of the, my favorite coaches as a not only out, out in coaching but outside of coaching. He's he's probably like the closest people closest to my, my family as well. He talks to my mom all the time. He talked about him about. God and all that stuff. Like he's probably the best person I had and in influence in my life till to this day, and he helps me out a lot. He, like I said, he was when I built up most of my confidence. Because when you walk on, you're not getting as much playing time. You start to think maybe I'm not as good as I am. But he constantly, like he even showed me the film. Like this, look how good you're going against Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson. These aren't some guys that you just going against in the middle of the street. These are these are hard, tough guys. and I need you to keep bringing that confidence, keep going hard, bringing that energy. So like I don't even think I ever got yelled at by Coach Combs because I always just try to do the right thing. And the most he yelled at me is if a play made up was made on me. He said, "Come on, you're better than that. Like you know you're better than that. I know you're better than that." So was, I think Coach Combs, I think Coach Combs, is probably the best thing, best influence I had in my life.
1: Wow. What I always, I always am curious to ask players about this, Lloyd. Who were one or two of the older guys, players that when you mm-hmm. got to Ohio State? that were most helpful to you that maybe helped show you the way a little bit or just, you know, helped you out? Who, who were some of the older guys that, that had an impact on you?
0: Oh, well, yeah, I can tell you right. Well, other than um, Terry McLaurin, the two the two I think was the first person was the talk to me, uh, like, on um, older guy that was like a scholarship guy that, that talked to me was probably Jordan Fuller. And he's like my brother to this day. Like, I congratulate him on just winning the Super Bowl. Like, he – he was probably the first person to really like made me feel like a part of the team. Yep, and it, it wasn't it wasn't in a good way as well because we had team runs and our team runs a like competition and everybody's like paired up, but for some reason I was a hundred forty pound walker and I got paired up with Jordan Fuller. <laughs> so he he beat me every single time, but he kept me going. He kept me he kept me um, he just kept me getting me getting me ready because you know I'm my my guys take ain't. ain't Ain't as good as I thought it was going to be that day. And I'm yeah. trying to go hard. You know, I'm going against a starting free safety. You know, I'm trying to beat him, but I'm not beating him. But he just kept me up. And he basically bought me in his wing, under his wing, like a little brother. And also, I'll probably say Jeff Akuda, because we was in the room together since my freshman year. And he didn't even notice that he was probably like, I think he's less than naive. I think he's a couple months older than me. That's the okay. f- funniest part about it. And he, but he's still been like a big brother to me. And he helped me a lot on my game on just being a corner, being better, and having better, like, habits and better techniques. Like, he really helped me a lot on the field and off the field. And Jordan Phillips is probably the big brother that I needed when I first came in, so I didn't, like, like fall off the board to just, like, start going into, like, people, what people think about walk. I was like, oh, they just there to, like, to keep the team GPA up. Like, he, he really helped me out offside, outside of the field and on the field. Okay.
1: And then on the other side of that, who were some of the younger guys that have come into the program since you've been around? That you've tried to help a little bit, whether they're scholarship guys or walk-ons. I mean, when you're around Lloyd, as long as you've been around and you've done as much as you've done and gone against the guys, I'm sure you're someone that that people in the program, you know, look up to you sometimes.
0: Oh yeah, I try to help any and everyone since now. Now we're we're the older kids around the block. Yep. I try to help any and all. People just look at me like, oh yeah, that's Lloyd. He's go he's gonna have a lot of energy. He's gonna play around, but he's also go, you know he's gonna be serious. So mo- some of the most of the main freshmen, I really. But trying to help I was like the freshman that came in like me, I like the other walk ons. Cause when I was a walk-on, for the first couple months until a camp, you only hung around only other walk-ons because you kind of felt separate. You didn't felt like, you didn't really feel like a part of the team. I think I just try to let them know like, hey man, like my 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 little buddy, he's from Cleveland Heights actually, um Andrew Moore. I tried to help him out a lot. And now because he didn't like a lot when you're a freshman walk on you don't really feel as social to everybody else. Yep. So I just made that, make sure they bring it in. Make sure, hey, you talk to everybody, you have fun. Because these your, these not just people you're going against on a the team. These not your teammates. These are your brothers now. So I just try to help them out. And now we really I really just try to help as much as I can. We really bond that brotherhood. And, like, it's not just the, the highly toted guys like the Chris Olaves and the, um, Justin Fields that, like, you should be trying to not be social. Because now that's the, that's your family. That's your family. That's not just some. That's not somebody you're just watching on TV on Saturday night or Saturday morning. So, like, you just got to be social, be cool with each other. So, I just try to make sure, especially the walk-ons, that they learn how to be social with other people outside of their, like, normal friend group. You know, they'll try to stay with their position groups. Yeah. Just yep. try to make it expand and be friendly towards everyone. And because once you're there, because those are people you're going to hang out with 24-7 outside of practice. Yep. Like, those are brothers I'm with every weekend. Okay. Wow. So, just trying to be social. Okay.
1: This past season, who were the, who was the receiver that you went up against the most in practice? Was it Alave uh, or Wilson or Jackson or I what think, were you doing?
0: I think it was. It was kind of split. I think I went mostly against Garrett, but it was kind of split between Garrett and and Chris probably the most. Garrett, Chris, and Marvin and Marvin. Okay,
1: okay, mm-hmm. man, that room, that room, man, Whish, that's crazy yeah. room. Um, okay, so here you are, and we talked. Around Christmas, you, when they are right, not around Christmas, around Thanksgiving, Michigan Week, the band comes in, one of the great traditions of Michigan Week, and you're up there on the ladder directing the band. And and we talked about that. And I just thought that was such a cool thing. And so you have, you've had this great experience at Ohio State. When do you first entertain the idea of maybe I'll check out the transfer portal? How did you even start to think about that possibility?
0: Well, honestly, I thought about it probably right before the season, okay. right before this past season, because I looked at it like I'm about to – it's been three years, and I only played on special teams, of course. And, of course, as a college athlete, you want to play – you want to do something else. And I thought about leaving earlier, but I thought, no, nah, I'm going to finish getting my degree, and he's my brothers, and I have a great relationship with the coaches. I might as well just finish it out my senior year and still like try to see what happens. And then as time go went by, and you know, just playing special teams, like, yeah, I, I love it here. But since i already done my four years and I got my degree here and I've made great relationships here, the school part is good, but I came here to also play football. Yep. And, yeah, special teams is great. Playing special teams for one of the best programs in the nation is definitely a big plus in my, in my book. But you also always that just that one step more you want to do when you play football your entire life and now you just suddenly don't get into that habit anymore after the next four years. So I just told the coaches that, like, Yeah, I still want to be a part of the program and stuff because I I do love y'all guys. This is my brothers, my family. But I also want to be able to look to see what other opportunities I can get because I do want to be able to have that, basically, that nervous feeling coming out the tunnel again like I used to. So that's what we went into it. So now I'm just going through the whole recruiting process, talking to different teams and different coaches, but also make sure I bring motivation and energy to my team here because at the end of the day, I'm going to always be a Buckeye, and I look at that from now until the end of my days. Okay.
1: So you talk to your coaches, you say I I'd, I'd like to check out the transfer situation and see what's up. So so then mm-hmm. what happens? Do you type your name into a computer? Did you give your name to somebody at Ohio State and say, "Hey, let people know that I'm in the portal?" What's the actual process of getting in the transfer portal?
0: Oh, uh, I went through um my our compliance dude, he um he just sent the he just sent me a form to sign and stuff like that. He I sent it back and then literally a couple of hours later I was in the portal. So now – then I went to – right after that, I just went to our film guy, put on my film together, and this is what we're doing now, just sending my film out to coaches, having, like, coaches on our program help me out, see what teams are looking for, see what teams they can reach out to for me. And we're just going through the process right now.
1: Okay. So you fill out the form. They get your cut-ups together. They get your film together. You put the film, like, on the – in the system, in the portal, so that other teams that are interested in you – they can like click on your name in there and then immediately see your film is that how that works
0: oh no i don't think they have the actual film on the portal They just okay. see like your name and your vitals and who you're from i think so that's what okay. i look. That's what i all like i think they will have and then they probably look up my name like on social media and then they probably ask me like hey are like like they follow you a lot of coaches follow you on twitter and then they'll dm you like to say oh let me see your film I'll, like, okay. so i like like to see your film something like that, something like that. so i just said oh, that you said their I film have. Okay. Yeah, send them a film, and then if they like it, they come back to me say, Oh, we like your film, blah, 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 and you talk to them about the next step, like visit and stuff like that. Or if they, I, I will assume if they go the other way, they just don't say nothing
1: back at all. But okay. that's so we just see. How much is it like high school recruiting? Does it feel kind of the same, or are there parts of it that are very different, Lloyd?
0: It actually feels a lot the same. It's just like the difference. Like in high school, I was, like I said, I was I didn't have no stars. I didn't really have no offers until after Ohio State gave me preferred walk on. So like okay. back then, like I'm really starting to feel that experience of how like they felt in high school. Like hey kid, we really like your film, really want you to come here. We really want you to be like I really started feeling like now this is time like bigger programs actually want me and try to make me feel like they need me and stuff like that. So it's different than how it was in high school where like they they had to talk to you a little bit. But they're like, oh, well, we we have, like, 30 other guys on the board, but we're going to entertain you just in case it don't out. Like, it feels feels like it's just a lot more love than it used to be, like how how my experience was in high school.
1: Yeah, you go in and you put in four years at Ohio State and you cover some of the best yeah. receivers in the country and you you bring energy and you play on special teams. And now people are like, hey, man, we'll take Lloyd in our program. So how do yeah. they – they see your name is in the portal, but do they re- – the other teams, do they reach out to you through the portal or they just find you on social media and DM you? How did the coaches contact you to say, hey, we might be interested? So far it's been the second one, but they just find out my they
0: because you put your I forgot you put your um like your ads to your Instagram and your Twitter in that as well. So I think that's how they, they come straight to your Twitter, they follow you on Twitter or if your DMs already open they just straight up DM you and see like basically, hey we interested just in interested in you, let's can we see some film or anything like that. And then I think I thought if they do like a film, they talk to your coaches, like Coach Combs, some of your team talked to him recently, and that's how they do it. So like they just talk, they follow you
1: on social media first, then they just talk to you, reach out to you from there. Okay. And what is it? Are you looking for something in particular, Lloyd? What are you most interested to hear from schools? Like how, how do you think you will know, oh, that might be the place where I, I actually want to transfer to?
0: Honestly, I've just been looking, like, I would do, like, once the school reach out to me, I'll do my own research on their team just to see, like, not just their team, but their school as well just to see what if I would be a good fit to me. But I never count anybody out because, at the end of the day, I don't – it all sounds good virtually, but I would like to see how it is in person. So I can, I cannot, I can like, not feel a team over the phone, how they talk to me over the phone or what they talk to problems over the phone. And then if I go to campus, it's a whole different vibe, a whole different – Way that they do things, and I actually, it's way better than I thought it would be, or it end up being way worse, and who knows? I just like to, I just like to wait. Like right now, I don't, I'm, I'm not leaving anybody out. I'm just seeing how it goes. Once I get to that in-person stage, and see how it really is, instead of what they try to tell me over the phone, like looking at it in my own eyes okay. and
1: seeing what they say to me in my own face. So I did see. Did you was Tennessee Chattanooga one of the teams yep. that has reached out mm-hmm. at this point? Okay. Yes. Okay. Who are some of the other teams that have that have reached out that might be in consideration for you? Uh, I'll probably say
0: I talked to a coach from Jackson State a minute ago and uh, as well as Albion Christian University. Yep. But I've also talked to a lot of other teams. I don't want to jinx it because I want to just wait to see. Like the other teams, the only reason I said them because I feel like they're going to put a trigger soon, but I don't want to jinx it to like another team and say somebody bigger, and then they come back and say, oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, You know, I don't. But, it's looking, it's looking good. I'm feeling real comfortable where I'm at right now. So we're just going to see how it happens, see where it goes.
1: Lloyd, Dion's coming for you, man.
0: Uh, we, we can only hope.
1: <laughs> man, you're a DB. It's like, oh, man, where might you go? It's like, I might go play for Dion Sanders at Jackson State, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, what? So then will, will, would you anticipate that you will visit some of these schools in person before you would make a decision about possibly transferring there?
0: Yes, it depends how far it is as well because yeah. if it's extremely far, I, you know, I'm still doing class and I still have workouts in the morning. So it depends how close they are, how far they are, and what my parents' schedule is looking like because obviously I want them to come because they are big, they're a big part of it. So we'll see. But if it's like a school that i already known about, like that's pretty far out, then – or I could just talk to somebody else who's like see what they experience was or see what they know about it. But in, if it's not too far away, I'm definitely going to go through a visit but if it's too far, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that they're ruled out. But I'm not gonna say that
1: they, they roll the balls roll no matter how big the program is or not. Okay. And is the potential for playing time on defense is that one of the major factors that you're looking for, Lloyd? Yes, it's definitely one. I think it's probably the the.
0: But outside of it, they make sure they have that they have the same programs that I would like to do in their school. That's probably the number two reason why.
1: Okay, okay, and what what's usually the timeline on this? When do you think you you might have a decision, or you need to have a decision? Is it possible could you stay? So you're going to graduate in May, is that right? Yeah. Gonna, okay. Mm-hmm. So would you definitely stay through at Ohio State through then, and then it would be in the summer you leave and wind up at the at the new school and camp for August, or what might the timeline be?
0: Oh, I was thinking about getting, making making my um decision like late March, early April. So I know I have a good deal what I'm going through. So I know like where I'm going to move to and all the like necessities I will need when I'm once I'm out there. Okay. And then I, I plan on right after I graduate moving down there for summer workouts. Yep. So I'll definitely say late
1: March, early April. Okay. And the experience so far, when, when you decided to test this out, did you think Oh, I'll get a hundred offers. Did you think, oh, I might get zero offers? Like it sounds like you have some very interesting programs that have reached out to you. Has it been what you expected, or has it been a surprise how it's worked out so far?
0: Uh it's been it's been kind of what I expected how it go. Because I talked to a couple of coaches about it, and they, I talked especially Coach Cone. You told me, yeah, a lot of teams, especially like lots of programs that I've. That reached out to me that a little, some of the bigger programs that they wait till after spring ball, and stuff like that. So they, they talk to you good right now, but they don't really shoot the gun basically until like after some time. So I've, it's been, I already knew what I was getting into before I went into it. So it's really not that much of a surprise. It's you no know, talking to teams, you know, they, especially it's different rules that you're, when you're a graduate instead of just being a normal student. Yep. So I didn't, already had um kind of a good view of what was going to happen. Okay.
1: Okay. So you are still participating in winter workouts with mm-hmm. Ohio State right now. What time are you waking up for those?
0: Well, tomorrow, my um, since we have a team run later in the day and I have class, I have to wake up and lift. I have to wake up at 6.30. Well, I have to wake up at 5.30 and get there by 6 and then eat, work out at 6.30. Then we have a, I have another workout at 7, literally there. So basically most of the time I wake up, since I have class, like – you know, like last semester, I have class. A lot of times, you're supposed to be working out like at nine or something like that. I have to wake up and work out earlier. With sometimes with the injured group or the offense, okay, or sometimes with my squad. So my daily, I'll probably wake up at five thirty every morning.
1: Crazy man. So what time are you go into bed? <laughs> you get Into bed like at nine o'clock at night. What time do you go to bed? Surprisingly, I I don't I don't I feel like I
0: have more energy when I sleep later. So like I'll probably sleep by like twelve and get five hours of sleep and have way more energy than I would. I slept one time at nine o'clock. And I probably felt the worst I ever felt in my life. So like, <laughs> I think I think 12 o'clock, I think 11, 30 is 12 o'clock is about the amount of time I go to
1: sleep. So this is a pretty exciting time in your life, man, right? You have, mm-hmm. You're you doing this stuff at Ohio State because, as you said, you're committed to your program. You're committed to your brothers. You're also exploring these opportunities. You're also finishing up classes to graduate mm-hmm. in May. What, what, what's this time in your life feel like Lloyd like is it are you is it are you nervous because you don't know what's going to happen are you super excited does it feel like you're approaching the end of something is there any like not sadness but like oh man this is a, a change in my life how you been feeling
0: it's definitely it's just been feeling I haven't felt like nervous because things are going really fast like since I made the decision time has went by way faster than it should have so now I've just rushed through all these classes every day and they Going through these workouts and every single time I had to work, like wow, it's already Wednesday. Oh, it's already Thursday. Like they, the days are going by way faster than it was cause it seems like getting less and less time to be with my brothers here. But it's also like a rush. Like wow, it's about to be. Like this isn't the last step. This is the next step. Like now I get to really see what's going on the next step and see what's going on down there and just continue my life from there because I'm only 22. So I got a whole lot of life ahead of me. Yeah, so just like it's going by fast and it's scary,
1: but it's also I like, quite the rush to see what happened next. Unbelievable. And so, I, the, Lloyd, I think your story is so interesting, but also just this process, right? We we hear transfer <laughs> portal. People don't exactly know what it means still. This system, the way this is now set up for NCAA athletes, what do you think of it? That you have this opportunity, th- the way you put your name in and people can contact you? Is it is it a pretty good system? Does it feel like kind of clunky and you, there are some things you wish were different? What's, what's this like for an athlete like you who wants to explore opportunities?
0: So I think this is a really good um thing to do for, like, especially a lot of kids like Ronald, like in my situation. And it seems like – it definitely seems pretty clunky because now since it's like, kind of newish. A lot of people are doing it. Yep. But over time it's going to get easier. Hopefully it gets to the point where people, like, I think are good where they at and have a good ter- chance where they're But, you know, life happens and stuff happens, so people have to leave and people do, do what's best for them. So – Right now, I think it's pretty clunky, but I think it's really sufi- efficient and very good because, like, for people like me, knowing people like me, I'm coming out of here. Even though I'm a Ohio the athlete, I really haven't played much with special teams. And I'm still getting like a lot of love from a lot of coaches, and it's like really it makes it a lot easier. I feel like it's a lot easier to do this without any restrictions. Like the coaches, like so you know exactly who has a good grasp of who actually wants to wants you. Yeah, I think it's really easier, especially with those social media sense people in my generation social media is a big thing in our generation so to be able to do it through that and make it a lot easier for people to contact you and stuff like that it seems i was yeah i would say it's very clunky but it's very efficient very easy it eases the mind in what it would be if i tried to do it probably years
1: before okay and so you're looking at master's programs interested in sports coaching so Mm -hmm. you would like to do when you're done playing football what what uh, do you maybe see yourself doing Lloyd? What would you like to get into coaching right away? Or what do you, I know you have the communications degree that you're going to get. What do you think you'd like to do after football?
0: I think I really, I really like to be a, a TV type guy. I like to just like talk about football, not even just football, talk about other sports on TV or like do some type of commentary, stuff like that. Cause I feel like I could be really good, like in front of the camera probably. So I will do something like that. But I also would like to like probably some years before that, I definitely want to be give what I learned to, people like me and help yep. them out and coach them out. So, like, I feel like I wanted, probably want to do, like, the more of the TV-type stuff first or, like, the interviewing and stuff like that first and then get into coaching. But, you know, I just look at it as God's plan. Whatever God has planned for me to help spread his word and do what I can, then that's what's going to happen.
1: Well, whenever you're done playing, Lloyd, let us know here at Cleveland.com. We'll see if we can figure oh, it yeah, out. Course. We'd love to have yeah. the insight, man. We talk a lot about football, but none of us played at Ohio State, man. So you would have, <laughs> oh, yeah. you would have insight. Um Lloyd McFarquhar, I, it's just – it's so interesting. You're at a really interesting time in your life, man. And it's mm-hmm. so – it is. It's like I would imagine it's like you're a little nervous because you don't know what's going to happen next, but you have like a great bunch of opportunities in front of you, including, mm-hmm. including – playing at Ohio State another year and getting your masters right. which man that sounds pretty cool if that's what you wind up doing mm-hmm. that's a great option or if you wind up going somewhere else where maybe you have a chance to get on the field a little bit more that sounds like a great option too so do you sounds like whatever happens man it feels like it's going to work out in a good way for you
0: no definitely that's what that's that's the main reason I'm not as nervous because my mom pointed that out to me a couple weeks ago when I was, I was a bit nervous about like wanna leave and Probably not leaving and seeing like that. It just seemed like it was a whole bunch coming at me. But she really just said, no matter what path you choose, it's going to be a good path. So, like, it, it really definitely eats the mind. Like, no matter what happens, it's not going to end in a bad way.
1: Yep. I like it. Lloyd McFarquhar, Buckeye, good luck to you. Congratulations on getting ready to graduate. Good luck with mm-hmm. whatever comes next in football. And, and I have a feeling this won't be the last time that we talk, Lloyd. So thanks for joining, oh, yeah, of course not. Thanks for joining me here on Buckeye Talk. Of course, thank you. Thank you for having me. So thanks so much to Lloyd McFarquhar. For that, we'll uh, keep you updated on what happens with Lloyd and the uh, adventures in the portal. I think the plan on Friday is for Nathan and Stephen to dive in on the Luke Montgomery commitment for Ohio State. And then I know next Monday, Nathan and I have recorded this. We went through, could a team of all Ohio State players make the Super Bowl? And we went through who would be the starting defense, who would be the starting offense, where might there be a few holes, where might that team be stacked. And we ended up talking basically about all the major Ohio State guys in the NFL. It was kind of a good time to do that. You know who we're talking about. Some of the established stars, some of the guys on the rise, um, how guys like Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and Nicholas petit Frere and some of the guys who are going to be drafted in this class will impact uh, Ohio State in the NFL. So that's coming Monday. And then I think another recruiting hit uh, early next week, probably too, from Nathan and Steven. So for now, we always appreciate you guys making Buckeye Talk part of your uh, Ohio State experience. Thanks again to Lloyd McFarquhar. I'm Douglas Maurice, and that was Buckeye Talk.